welcome to season five of the Presently Engaged podcast. This is where you'll find short, friendly, Jesus-focused encouragement to live intentionally right where you are. I'm Mandy Pollack, and I'm really glad that you are here. This season, I'm adding something new. The first part of the podcast will have a devotional thought sourced from life as always. Then we will end the podcast with a scripture reading. I'll be reading the English Standard Version of a passage. This will give us the opportunity to center our minds on Jesus and our hearts on his word. Because lives will change as we engage with God's word. I'm cheering you on as you live purposefully right where God has placed you. Because you, friend, you're making a difference. The Magi recorded in Matthew 2 brought gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh to Jesus. These wise men set all of Jerusalem abuzz with their inquiry, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. When they left to return to their homes, they walked off the pages of scripture into folklore and mythology. But what do you think happened to those gifts? Myrrh is used for burial. Joseph of Arimathea and Nicodemus used 75 pounds of myrrh and aloes to anoint Jesus's body after his death. We see that in John chapter 19, verses 38 through 42. Where did he get the myrrh? Evidence suggests that Joseph was a rich man, so it could very well have been his own purchase, but we don't know. What happened to the gold? What happened to the frankincense? Did Mary keep them treasured in her house, much like she kept memories of Christ's birth treasured in her heart? Or did these things become a way to support Mary and Joseph as they raised the Son of God? Not long after the Magi's visit, Mary, Joseph, and toddler Jesus fled Herod's wrath, We see that in Matthew 2, 13 through 14. They lived as refugees in Egypt, then started over again in Nazareth years later. People from another culture and country gave generously in worship. Could it be that God used the offerings and gifts of people far removed to care for his son on earth? And could it be that God still works that same way, using our offerings and gifts to care for his people today? The Magi's gifts went the way of all good gifts, off to make a difference, off to change a life, off to serve God's higher purpose without a record on this side of heaven. Won't it be great to track the impact of those gifts in heaven someday? We'll discover the lives and stories of blessing and impact because worshipers filled with wonder brought gold, frankincense, and myrrh and shared it with Jesus. But after all this hypothesis, I love that we just don't know. We just don't know what happened to those gifts. We have a record of faithful worship through lavish generosity. We have the documentation that our Messiah received this worship. And we have the confidence that one of the ways that God includes his people in his work is through generous giving. Here's 1 Timothy 6, 17 through 19. Command those who are rich in this present world not to be arrogant, nor to put their hope in wealth, which is so uncertain, but to put their hope in God, who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. Command them to do good, to be rich in good deeds, and to be generous and willing to share. In this way, they will lay up treasure for themselves as a firm foundation for the coming age, so that they may take hold of the life that is truly life. 
I want to close with a New Year thought. Every year, our church hosts a campaign called First Gift. People who feel called share their first gift of Christmas or their first gift of the year with God, with all proceeds directly funding mission outreaches in the coming year. I think the Magi would approve. If you earmarked the first gift of the year for God, what would it be? Join me as we read Matthew chapter 2. This is the word of the Lord. Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose, and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And assembling all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. They told him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for so it is written by the prophet. And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod summoned the wise men secretly, and ascertained from them what time the star had appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go, and search diligently for the child, and when you have found him, bring me word, that I too may come and worship him. After listening to the king, they went on their way. And behold, the star that they had seen when it rose went before them until it came to rest over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And going into the house, they saw the child with Mary his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. Then opening their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold, and frankincense, and myrrh. And being warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed to their own country by another way. Now when they had departed, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, Rise, take the child and his mother, and flee to Egypt, and remain there until I tell you, for Herod is about to search for the child to destroy him. And he rose and took the child and his mother by night, and departed to Egypt, and remained there until the death of Herod. This was to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet, Out of Egypt I called my son. Then Herod, when he saw that he had been tricked by the wise men, became furious, and he sent and killed all the male children in Bethlehem and in all that region who were two years old or under, according to the time that he had ascertained from the wise men. Then was fulfilled what was spoken by the prophet Jeremiah, A voice was heard in Ramah, weeping and loud lamentation. Rachel weeping for her children, she refused to be comforted because they are no more. But when Herod died, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt, saying, Rise, take the child and his mother, and go to the land of Israel, for those who sought the child's life are dead. And he rose and took the child and his mother and went to the land of Israel. But when he heard that Archelaus was reigning over Judea in place of his father Herod, he was afraid to go there. And being warned in a dream, he withdrew to the district of Galilee. And he went and lived in a city called Nazareth, so that what was spoken by the prophets might be fulfilled, that he would be called a Nazarene.
It's a new year with new adventures. You may feel like your future holds far more question marks than exclamation points. Life Purpose Planning is a 10 lesson course that helps young people define and fulfill their individual God-given purpose and calling as they engage in life-changing service and prepare for world-changing impact. It's a tool for young world changers wondering, why am I here and what should I do about it? And it's a tool for parents and mentors who are looking for a way to intentionally pursue, understand, and support their high schooler or college students' dreams. Find out more at lifepurposeplanning.org and go change the world.